It's finally here. It's the college football playoffs. Joe Aguirre, Jace Garcia, Sean Scanlon, and myself will get you caught up with the news in college football. Plus, a review of the New Year's Six Bowl games, predict the Heisman winner, and a special invite to our Capital One Bowl Mania Challenge. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. It's All Four Downs Podcast presented by the CMG Sports Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our main event. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Drawing About the G-Men, the Giants football podcast. I'm your host, Big Jace, and I will be joined shortly by Ovi Muniz, Joe Aguirre, and Sean Scanlon. But before we get things started, let's address the Giants. And boy, oh boy, that was a hard game to watch. That soft zone coverage, Baker Mayfield eating it up. That was just not the Giants that we've seen the past couple weeks. These past two weeks have been tough, been very, very tough. And then we had that struggle. Joe Judge choosing to go for it on two fourth and goals. It was rough. But, guys, there's still hope. There is still a shimmer of light that the Giants can get into the playoffs. And a shimmer of light the Giants can take. The NFC East. So we have to believe. If you are a true Giants fan, you have to believe in Big Blue because Daniel Jones is back and we got this. We got this. Let's go. But first, let's bring on the rest of the crew and let us talk about last week's game. Starting off with you, Joe. You switched your pick. During the pregame show, and man, it did not pay off. Well, it's funny. I originally said the score would be twenty to thirteen Browns, and then I changed it to uh, twenty three twenty two or some nonsense like that. I should have stuck with my first pick. Yeah. Um, look, you know, I I think I got to. I want to be clear about a couple of things. Uh, uh, Trevor Keys yesterday on Keys to the City uh, referred to the Giants' success earlier this year as fool's gold, and I said, "No, I don't think so. I think this is a team." When you look at the run the Giants were on, the four-game winning streak, which, as I've mentioned before, could have been an eight-game winning streak had they finished out uh, those four games like they should have and could have. Where again, you'd be talking about a completely different New York Giants football team, but unfortunately. We're dealing with what we're dealing with. Uh, Overcoming the loss of Saquon Barkley, getting this defense to play well together, fixing the offensive line, who have obviously struggled uh, uh, the last couple of weeks. 
Although they, they played better. They played better this week for sure. Uh, it made sense to go with Colt McCoy. I tell you what, guys, I didn't hate the going for it. I'd have preferred three on that first drive, but I like the aggressiveness. I, I thought coming out with McCoy throwing the football around a little bit, I, I enjoyed that a lot. I thought that was great. It really, it really helped loosen things up for the Giants, but end of the day, their biggest problem is what I've been saying for a few weeks now. It's still very glaring. When you need a completion, when you need to make a, a big play, there's nobody you can rely on. There's not that one stud guy to rely on, and it puts the Giants in a really tough spot. The defense, look, you know, we, we, could, we could criticize the zone defense, but without James Bradbury there, I, I think that the defense had a pretty tall task. The secondary's a little bit banged up. Without Bradbury, I think the idea was to let Baker Mayfield beat him, and, and Baker did what he's been doing. He did, was just good enough to win. And, I mean, at the end of the day, giving up 20 to Cleveland, when you think about how that defense played and you think about the lost opportunities the Giants had, it, it, this this isn't this isn't the worst loss that the that this guy that these guys had honestly in in my opinion uh the fact that you just gave up one sack um I, I i still am optimistic i just feel like look you know the giants have too many things against them uh but to me the giants can hang with anybody in the league and i think once you get a healthy jones and a and a and a healthy uh Saquon Barkley, and, and you add some sort of offensive talent in, in the draft, I think you're looking at a, a really good team. I don't know how this year is going to end. I'm not as optimistic as I was a couple of weeks ago, but it, it'll it'll be interesting to see if Daniel Jones is healthy, if he comes back, what he can do. And, and, and if he's healthy and he can be productive, I still think the Giants, if they make a make the playoffs, could win a playoff game. I think now the giant task at hand is whether or not they're going to even make the playoff, Sean. Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, you mentioned the you know going going for the fourth down on the on the first uh, drive, but I, I think when you're in a big game like that and you know that you have an offense that struggles to score the ball, I think that you have to come away with the points and kick the field goal there. Uh, I think you got to set the tone early, um, especially when you're going against a team that's one of the better teams in the NFL. You got to get on the scoreboard. And instead of trying a, a fake field goal and not just on a fourth and two or a fourth and inches, it's on a fourth and five from the eight yard line. Uh, it's a pretty significant chunk. And you go out there with your punter and you're throwing to your starting center who's in double coverage. Um, I just didn't like the play call at all. I, I think that, you know, in a big Sunday night game where, you know, you're trying to make your stake in the playoffs, you're trying to go for a playoff run. You have to get be able to get on the board in a game like that. When you know the other team is going to be scoring points too, you can't come away on a, a great drive, too. They drove right down the field. Colt McCoy looked good. The running game was there. So, and that's not going to happen a lot in these games with our offense. So, you got to come away with points there, I think. And I don't mind the aggressive approach because I did like the second time they went for it. I thought that was a more manageable situation, fourth and two, running the ball with uh, Wayne Gallman. I thought that was fine. But I, I think that that first decision to go for it, I think, really changed the momentum of this game. I think it could have been a lot different if it was a one-score game later in the game. So, I think that that definitely uh, had a had a big part to do with why um, we were down so much later in, in the game. And then uh, you mentioned the loss of Bradbury, but also Darna, Darnay Holmes, our starting slot corner. Uh, that has a lot to do with it. Our secondary obviously was getting torn apart by Baker all game. Uh, I think Kevin Stavansky did a good job 
of uh, mixing in the play action to get Baker those open throws uh, with the open throwing lanes. So I think Baker really carved us up. And uh, I think it had a lot to do with, you know, obviously missing Bradbury and Darnay Holmes. And we stepped up to the challenge against the run. But uh, like I said, it didn't really matter. Um, Baker and Kevin Stefanski's game plan was to, you know, carve us up because, you know, we weren't really expecting that. But Baker's been playing well. You got to give him a lot of credit. Uh, The past month he's been looking really good. So. Um, and then lastly, it doesn't matter how good our defense is. Uh, if we're not able to reach 20 points, we haven't reached 20 points in the last four weeks, which is uh, despicable. The only team that scored less than us at this point in the league is the Jets. So the offense has to get better. Um, obviously, like Joe said, we need a playmaker on the outside. Uh, obviously, without Saquon, it hurts. And we need more consistency from the O-line. So we're going to – if we have any chance to make the playoffs uh, in these last two weeks, we're, we're going to need to step it up from our offense for sure because uh, the defense is doing their part right now. Now, Ovi, do you think it, it at this point after Sunday night's game is the playoffs realistic? Is getting that top seed in the NFC East realistic for the Giants? Oh, I, right now, I mean, our heavy our heaviest task right now is getting by the Ravens. That's their next game, and then we close out with the Cowboys. It's it's pretty hard. We're gonna need some help. We're gonna need Washington to lose a game and the Giants to win out in order for the Giants to make it. Uh, there is a possibility, but you have to get by the Ravens, which the Ravens turned on the switch, and now they're getting hot at, at the right time, getting ready for the playoffs. So it, it's it's very hard to predict. I mean, what type of Giants team are we going to see this weekend? Is the offense going to score enough points to win? That is, I mean, look at the, the defense. The defense did what they're supposed to do. You know, they only gave up 20 points against the Browns is what I have predicted, but the offense did not produce. So I don't know, Jace, to be honest with you, we got to score, man. We got to score. Now, I mean, we we did have Freddie Kitchens filling in for Jason Garrett. What do you think of the offensive play calling, Zay? Uh, Actually, I I thought it was actually um, rather good. When you think about it, it's not really Freddie Kitchens' offense. You're calling another person's offense, and you're trying to get a feel for the game at the same time. So that could be a, a bit difficult when you're not really familiar with the plays other than, like, practice and whatnot. But I think they uh, – offensively, I think they called it a good game. I just think, again, like other guys pointed out, they were a little too aggressive on offense. There were times I think they could have settled for the field goal, made it a closer game. Probably could have went to a half at 13-12, which would have made it a, a much more interesting game in the second half. But, you know, we just – didn't we decided to be way more aggressive but I think the offense uh, I, I think the play calling was great I, uh, to me I think the problem was um I, I think the Giants need an edge rusher without this edge without an edge rusher you're really starting to see the effects of how a running quarterback can really destroy your offense they're getting outside the pocket there's no contain um running backs are you know they're getting to the edge we're not setting the edge at all we have a great interior D line but at some point, we're going to have to fill that outside with some outside pass rushing. I I don't think this team will turn the corner on defense. All right. Now, I know, Joe, you were a big advocate for trick plays. We obviously saw a couple of those last uh, on Sunday. What did you think of that? Look, at, I liked it. I liked the aggressiveness. I liked the idea that he took Jason Garrett's playbook and he tried to be aggressive and he tried to do some things and – Look, if they had worked, Freddie Kitchens would be a genius. Yeah. But he's Freddie Kitchens, so things went the way they went. 
Uh, I the, here's the most interesting thing I think that came out. Look, the Giants lost a the game they needed to win, and the Jets won a game they needed to lose, <laughs> which has to make you feel good about the direction of this franchise. I I said before the year I wanted them to go five and eleven, get a top five, six, seven pick. Right, have some idea whether Daniel Jones was a franchise quarterback or not. See the defense get better and improve and learn how to win games. And they did all of those things. And they're still in position to get a really high draft pick. I think you look at the season, we had hope for so long. And and whether whether the miracle gets pulled out or not, I'm so happy with the way everything worked out this year. If the Giants miss the postseason, this will be the most optimistic I've been in years in missing the postseason. Uh, and this conversation tre- uh, Trevor and I had on Keys to the City, specifically this. Uh, you know, you can look at, at this Giants season and the idea that they're playing meaningful football at Christmas time and say, if I told you going into the season that we'd be here, you wouldn't think we'd have a losing record, I'm sure, but you'd be feeling really good about things just to see the way this team's developed. When we've seen a healthy Daniel Jones, the turnover is certainly an issue, you know, but beyond that, I think this guy's got the right tools to be the right quarterback for the New York giants. And I know Trevor likes to get all crazy when I say things like this. What I mean to say is I think Daniel Jones is the right fit for what the giants need to do going forward. And that's obviously getting Saquon Barkley back on the field, getting him back involved in the running and the passing games, using Daniel Jones's leg, legs uh, when you need to. I want to see more design run plays, and I want to see more of these these uh, trick plays in in Jason Garrett's playbook. And next year, when everybody back and healthy, uh, maybe Deontay Smith out there at the one or whoever it might be, I I think that this football team will start scoring points, and it'll be a better team. And this whole season, to me, the ups and downs and the misery and, and the good times and the bad, it will all have been worth it. Now, I, I know, Joe, you, uh, against the Cardinals, you said your big takeaway was the definite need for a number one wide receiver. And, I mean, you, you spoke about that already a little bit with this game as well. For me, the big takeaway from this game with the Browns is the need for an edge rusher because – No one was getting to Baker Mayfield, not a lot of pressure. And statistically, he is one of the better quarterbacks. The the gap between when he is pressured and not pressured is very, very big. Now, my question for you, Sean, is looking forward to the draft, do the Giants go after that edge rusher or do they go for a number one wide receiver in the first round? Um, I would probably lean towards uh, the receiver right now because at least the defense – you know, at least we can scheme ways to get, you know, guys like Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence's sacks from the inside. Obviously, we need some presence at the edge rush, but um, right now, Lorenzo Carter, O'Shane Zimenez, and Kyler Fackrell are top three edge rushers out for the year for the season. So, I mean, we're going to get them back. Obviously, they're not the superstar pass rusher that we would want, but um, I, I think that going with the receiver, just the, looking at the offense right now, um, we don't have that number one receiver that we can rely on. Um, you know, Shepard's a decent third down receiver. He's a good possession receiver, but he, you know he's not that game. He's not that game breaker for you. And Darius Slayton, you know, we've seen him at times, um, you know, obviously be a burner and, and be that deep threat. But other times he's been super inconsistent. Um, I haven't seen really a big play from Darius Slayton in uh, a lot of weeks now. I, you know, he's he's really been uh, 
he's kind of vanished from the offense down the stretch. So we definitely need that number one receiver. And um, this draft, I know I've been looking at some of the mock drafts and stuff. It's a pretty weak class for uh, edge rushers. I know you probably know a lot more about this, Jace, because you you do more college football. But there's not a lot of, you know, premier edge rushers. And I know there's the one dude from Miami who's pretty good. But um, I, I think there's definitely more to pick from from the receiver crowd. So if I were to think, I would either go receiver right now or maybe uh, a cornerback. Because other than James Bradbury, I, I think we still need that outside corner. So I would lean receiver, but you definitely got to look at, at all options here. I also think the Giants should should look offense and uh, throw a ton of money to Yannick, who uh, will be a free agent after the season. Um, I'd rather see – I mean, I, I would rather see a proven veteran edge rusher, a guy that you know has been there, done that, than to bring some young – I mean, again, uh, who would you even get at this point in this draft? I don't know that anybody really jumps to mind. You could probably find some pretty decent guys second or third round, I would bet. I think offense is look, the Giants don't score points in a league where you score points. Bingo. That's the biggest problem. And I know they keep they keep throwing draft picks at it, but they're getting closer. You got to start scoring points. And as much as an edge rusher would certainly help, having a big play receiver would certainly keep you on the field longer and keep the defense off the field more. And just by virtue of that, uh, you know, you could blitz more. And you'd still be in better shape. So uh, to me, it's it's got to be one of the stud receivers. I don't know that there's a, a ton of great receivers in the free agent market that I would want to give a ton of money to. So just from that standpoint, uh, once again, my thought is draft a receiver and uh, 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 sign an edge rusher. Mm. All right. Now, no, Zay says no. Zay? That's I, mean, think, Zay. I can agree with some points, but I, I kind of disagree. I, I, I feel like an edge rusher is really what's killed the Giants, not having an edge rusher. I feel like the last game, offense did a pretty good job of staying on the field and having long drives and keeping the defense off as long as possible. But without the edge rusher, the Baker just walked down the field basically on us every time. Every time he got the ball, he walked down the field like it was nothing. The Giants weren't able to contain him. He got out the pocket. He rolled out. He made plays. He extended plays. They need an edge rusher. It's just simple as that. I agree with you. There's nothing in the draft. I would probably call down to Texas and see if, you know, J.J. Watt's available since they trade anybody. But um, at this, <laughs> at this point, I, I do believe that the edge rusher is probably the biggest thing killing them. They do need a receiver, but – if you can, I just, I don't know. I, well, I, I think the one that come into mind right now, if they were to draft a defensive end, it'll be Patrick Jones from Pittsburgh. I mean, this guy's had a, a huge success this year with Pittsburgh, jumping from not knowing who he was. You already got nine sacks this season. For the minimum games that's been playing for Pittsburgh, I think he is the best edge rusher right now. Or is that him or Chris uh, Rumpf? from uh, Duke. I'm sure Jones knows him very well. I think those one one of those two could be picked up in that if for some odd reason Gettleman is able to make some trades or pick up free agency with the wide receivers. So are, are you still are you assuming Gettleman's there? Well for the most part things are looking positive. I mean listen if anybody thought that the Giants were gonna be finishing in a winning winning record twelve and four or something like that, you're mistaken. I mean, I predicted them going eight and eight, but there's there's a lot of positivities going in to prepare ourselves for next season. There's a lot of breaks too. Let's be honest. Dak Prescott's still in Dallas. 
that team's probably the team winning the division right now. They're loaded on offense, even if their defense sucks. We've seen in this league with the Seahawks, especially if you could score enough points, you could win a lot of games. I honestly think Dallas would probably be the number one team if Dak was still playing right now. That team, that offense to me is just way too loaded at receiver for them not to be number one. Oh, okay. Well, that just kind of goes against your point for getting an edge rusher if they're so stacked on offense. And right. you want to lose the Giants? Out? Yeah. Look, I look. I'm just saying the way they're built, the way the Giants are built. The Giants need an edge rusher to win. Dallas has built their team to win on big points. That's how it works. They they built up the offense. They didn't focus much on defense, and we see it every week. I, I definitely agree with you there. I know that we need somebody to rush and put more pressure on the quarterback. But the other side of the ball, we need playmakers. And that's what Joe has kept saying, that we don't have a playmaker that will get us that first down, that 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 give us that spark to, to just run over the defense. You see what I'm saying? We've never we've never had a great receiver in the Giants. We've had good receivers. We've had Chaplaxicos and Tumors. They're good receivers, but they're not Randy Moss level receivers is what I'm trying to get across. You know what the Giants have been a run first team for a very, very long time. But if you don't have a good solid number one receiver that you can throw the football down again, you don't I don't need Jerry slow down. I don't need Jerry Rice in New York is my point. But I do need a guy, and if you look at the history of the Giants, as long as I've been alive, Lionel Manuel in 1986, Bobby Johnson in 90, you need a guy. Who did they have with Victor? You could throw the football to and you can make that. They don't have it right now. They don't have it. There's there's not anybody to go to on third and five right now that you know he's going to catch the ball. Shepard is your third and five guy. He's your third and five guy. He's your slot guy. Well, listen, he's listen, on listen, all listen, my listen, fantasy listen. teams, and he sucks. He hasn't done a damn thing. <laughs> he's playing a role that he's not. He was a number two well, receiver. Well, they got a guy in there who Odell should be here. in the role. I don't That's understand how Freddie Odell about? made him a number one receiver. What are you talking about then? So why would that be the guy if he's miscasting the role already? Look, he is your slot receiver. He's supposed to be a third just... guy. You need a guy for first and second. I agree with that point. But I think the edge rusher is more important for the Giants right now this team is built to win on RPO. That's how the offense works. They don't need a superstar receiver. I didn't I, say a superstar receiver. Right. I'll repeat that. But I do need a receiver I can count on. It's not Evan Ingram. It's not Sterling Shepard. It's not Golden Tate, who always wants the goddamn ball. But where is he? In, I never see him in crunch time. It's never open. I need a guy I can count on that can bail my quarterback out. All the good ones have a guy. Every other team's got one. Not the Giants. I think you you nailed it on there. You're absolutely right, Joe. Can't score six points and win in the NFL. No, no, you can't. Maybe in the 30s you could. You can't do it in 2020. No, I agree. But I said when you build a team like the Giants have always been a run-first team, you can get good receivers. They don't need to be superstars. You can get good receivers and still win. The Giants they have, have the receivers and they're we, not winning. The Giants have always had the identity of run first and having great edge rushers. We've always yes. had them. Yeah, no but kidding. there's nothing wrong in the last couple of years. I've not run. We have not been able to rush the passer. Those are the two things the Giants have not been able to do good the last four years. Well, they're rushing the passer for. very well up the middle. They're, they don't have an edge rush. That's correct. The middle doesn't do anything for you when you guys are running. When you're in a league with, with guys running out the pocket. You got these running backs, these quarterbacks running four fours and four threes, running up the middle is that stopping. That's not going to stop anything no more. 
You're not stopping a Lamar Jackson with because you could run up the stop up the middle. It's not right. happening. So throw Yannick a five year like hundred million dollar deal and let's be done with it already. Five year hundred million dollar deal. Jeez. All right. I mean, you you did bring up Lamar Jackson, Zay. L- let's talk about it. The Giants go to Baltimore to take on Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Zay, can they shut down Lamar Jackson's and this big running attack with J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram? Absolutely not. The best thing we can hope for is that Washington loses with Dwayne Haskins and we can win it in the next week. I don't think this defense is built to stop this offense. I just don't see it. I'm, I apologize. I, I'm a huge Giants fan. I love them just as much as you guys do. This is just not a favorable matchup for the Giants this week. I honestly don't see this ending well for the Giants. You see it the same way, Sean? Um, I actually I, I disagree. I think this is a very favorable matchup for the Giants defense. Um, what do the Ravens do best? They run the ball. What do the Giants uh, defense do best? We stop the run the best. So I think even last week when I said, you know, try and force Baker to throw the ball, I, I can even at, at least admit, you know, that Baker is a better thrower, pure talented thrower than Lamar Jackson is. Um, even though, you know, at times Lamar has these great throws, he, he's not he doesn't do it consistently. And I think with our, you know, our cover two defense, I, I think if we could disguise him. Make sure it makes some disguises and really, you know, trick him. Um, I think the run game definitely will have success just because they have really successful backs and Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins, obviously. And as of recently, they've been doing it really well. But I think that, you know, the Giants, what they do best is, is they stop the run. They have Blake Martinez, obviously, a tackling machine. And, you know, they, they stuff the uh, A through C gap, every gap. There's always a guy. So I, I like our chances to stop the run. Um, but, uh, on the other side of the ball, I just uh, that's what I really don't like is the Giants' offense going against this Ravens' de- uh, defense. Uh, they have re- two really good cornerbacks, and like we've been talking about most of the show, we don't have a receiver that can win against them. And on top of that, they also stop the run pretty well. Uh, they have a very very physical front seven, a uh, very big front seven, some really big dudes like Brandon Williams and Derek Wolf and Calais Campbell, obviously, who, who love to stop the run. So that's the matchup I really don't like. I, I'd be surprised – uh, if we score anywhere near 20 points in this game, I could see somewhere around 10 points. I think that's where we're really going to struggle in this game is on offense. But in terms of stopping the Ravens, uh, in terms of stopping the Ravens offense, I think we'll do a better job with that. Um, even though Lamar is, I think, it, the shiftiest quarterback we've seen all year, even more, uh, even a better runner than Kyler Murray is. So I think that's going to be a problem, but I, I don't see us scoring any points against this Ravens defense. Well, I mean, the, the last game we saw it against the Browns, the when you don't put pressure on Baker Mayfield, he was able to pick the Giants apart. And last season, Lamar, everyone likes to talk about Lamar Jackson's mobility. Last season, he led the league in touchdowns from the pocket. Joe, how do the can the Giants disrupt the pocket and get Lamar Jackson out of the pocket so he can't have time to make those decisions in the air? Well. This is that's what the issue is going to be. Obviously, I think Sean and Zay were both right. I mean, you know, I think the Giants are in trouble here because while I agree with Sean, they're going to stuff the rush. They're going to struggle with contain uh, on the edge rush, and it's going to allow Lamar to do things that Baker could only dream of. So that that's a major concern. I don't think James Bradbury's back. Is that correct? He is no, back. He was activated. Oh, he doesn't have to – there's no – the quarantine's over for Bradbury. I mean, to me, yeah. that's that's good news. 
Uh, that'll that'll definitely favor the Giants. But again, I just feel like Sean, you also just brought it up. How many points are they scoring in in, in this game against a, a defense that's been playing a lot better of late? So, again, this is just like with the Cardinals and uh, and and the, the Hawks before that, where I said you don't want to get a you don't want to get into a shootout with these teams because you'll lose that that you have no chance of winning. So you sort of, I mean, again, the idea that you're sitting back in a zone is as much to just not get beat with big plays, try to keep it in front of you. The other thing, I mean, you got, you're going to have to blitz. You're going to have to make things happen and create, you know, when you, if you put pressure on a guy like Baker, Baker will blow it. And I know everybody loves Lamar Jackson, same thing. And I'll say it about Tom Brady and really any quarterback, when you put pressure on him and you put him on his back a whole bunch the decision-making goes out the window. And the fact that the Giants struggle with pass rush is going to be a big problem here, and it's going to make for a long day. So if they don't figure some things out, again, having Bradbury back, um, maybe maybe we'll see more corner blitzing. Maybe we'll see more safety blitzes. I, I think the Giants could put themselves in a position to hang in this game. I just don't feel like they're going to score more than 12 points. Now, Ovi, what do the Giants? Uh, what does the Giants' offense have to do to put points on the board against this Ravens' defense? They gotta catch the ball. They gotta be open. I mean, come on, let's be real here, man. It's all about execution. If you can't execute, it's not gonna happen, you know. And and then it goes back to the coach's decision. All right, I know they were doing some new things and stuff like that. I, I, Jason Garrett should be back. Um, I'm telling you right now, they they got to execute. They got to score at every opportunity. I don't care how many field goals they they do. If they can't score a touchdown, they got to put points on the board because I'm I guarantee. I think we learned our lesson last week against the Browns for not containing the quarterback. Yes, we could hang with the wide receivers. We could hang with the tight ends. We could lock them down, but we need to stop Lamar Jackson. If we could contain him and put some pressure on him. I got a feeling that the Giants can't pull it out, but we have to score. Bottom line. I know oh, I'm asking man. too much, man. I know. But guess what? I'm, I am superstitious. I am. The Baltimore Ravens <laughs> has not won more than three games in a row. All right. Ever? Ever. Not this season. Oh. Not this season. This is what you're basing it on. I'll take it. I'm not basing on mm -hmm. nothing. I'm just telling you that the it, Ravens and look who the it, teams that they defeated. If, they defeated the Cowboys. This is they the league, man. They defeated the Jaguars. If they stop them, if they stop them. Listen, 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 listen. Listen. I'm not right done yet, homie. I ain't done yet. Come on now. The Cowboys, the Jaguars, and of course they did a shootout with the Browns. But think about it. The Cowboys. The Jaguars, they don't have the same defense as the Giants' defense. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but they got the firepower on offense. <laughs> you know how many firepower offenses we win against this season? Everything's been closed except for one game, and that was against the 49ers. I'm just saying. Just saying. It's facts. We can kick the shit out of that ball and kick ourselves to a win. You damn right, Heck Love. I mean, you damn he right. Oh, yeah, heck first to edit himself, <laughs> and you fill in the blank. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Oh my God! You're right. censoring yourself in the comments, Hector. We got this right. Graham Gano's been the best player on the team this year. He's yeah. been the only consistent player. Oh, but he's yeah. not. He's not a Pro Bowler, I guess. I don't know how. But Dolphin Clippers' hands is. And one more thing. One oh, more thing. One more thing before we move on. The Giants have two games left. They know they got to win out to make the playoffs. You're right. All right, and and, and that's more motivation. I know the Baltimore Ravens are in almost in the same boat. They got to win for the seeding and everything else. But the Giants, I'm telling you, maybe everyone's right. Maybe it's a 7-9 team that, that will make it to the playoffs. I don't know. But, hey, we have a chance. We could just, do it. Just need to win one. And, and watch no, we got to win two. We got to win out. We have to win out. And, and not, to, not to think of head, not to think ahead, excuse me, but the last game against the Cowboys will be at home. So let's do this. Go blue. All right. Now before we move on, let's make it official. Joe, who are you taking to win this game? I am taking the Ravens 24 to 12. Sean? Yeah, that it's pretty close to what I had. 24-13. Zay. That was better than me. I got the Ravens at like a 34-6 type of game. Ovi. I decided I want to opt out for next season. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, no. What? <laughs> COVID opting out from the podcast? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I, I said in an R&J show that uh, the Baltimore Ravens, the way things were, I was frustrated. I said it was going to be 23-3 to 3, uh, Ravens. But you know, I'm I'm going for the blue blood here. Blue bloods, you ready? Are you ready? Yep. Seventeen, fourteen, Giants. All right. All right. All right. I I like that. I, I'm obviously gonna pick the Giants like I always do. I, I do think Coach Judge is gonna get this team riled up and ready. I, I saw a little spark of that amped up Giants at the beginning of the game last week. And then it slowly died down. I want to live and, in the movie you two live in. <laughs> and I mean, one of the things that happened the past couple of weeks, obviously Daniel Jones getting hurt and playing in the mm -hmm. Cardinals game. They, the, the Against the Browns, the whole like COVID situation and coaches and players having to get out. I, I think the Giants are going to come prepared. They're going to know what they have to do. They're going to stop the run because that's the big thing. That's what the Ravens have lived off the past couple. This streak is they've been establishing the run. Giants are really good at stopping the run. I think they're going to come prepared. I, I think it's not going to be like last week. They're not. The defense isn't going to play passive. The defense isn't going the, – the, Joey, Wait, are, are the Ravens not going to be prepared for this game for some reason? Apparently, they're taking a week hey, off. You let me or or are the Giants going to be extra prepared? I'm just curious no, what the uh, preparation levels Judge, are looking like. I, I think Joe Judge is going to light a fire under this team, and they're going to go back to the game plan that, that was working for them. Last week, they, they, for some reason, said, hey, let's make the offense win us the game and the defense not lose us the game. Then they're now they're going to switch it back, and the defense is going to win them the game, and the offense is going to not lose them the game. I think the defense is good enough to keep the this Ravens team that all they do, all they need to do to succeed is establish the run. 
That's all the that's the Ravens recipe for success. It's like the <laughs> it's like the Titans. They just want to establish the run and then they can open the rest of their offense up. I think they're gonna stop it. No, yeah, you're you're right. I can't believe fourteen hundred and eighty six to three. I, I what, what Friday night lights TV show are you living in that you think they're gonna rile them up? Yeah, he must have played overcome talent. They're he played the Madden game. No, I mean it, it's true. They're still in it. They are still in it. I, not, I, I did my state. I did my state of the Giants. With, with, there's no need to give up hope. I know these past two weeks have been rough Chase. for Giants fans and the Giants, but the Giants Chase. are still alive. And the Giants are still Chase. in it. And they can still go out there, go Chase. into Baltimore, take a win. Somebody give him a pump, man. He's out of control some right oxygen, now. Some oxygen before yeah. Give him the pump. The, the, Put the fan on. Chase, <laughs> we, were, we were optimistic because the Giants were on a run of eight games where they were playing really well. They won four in a row. They're and well. they slow down. They're playing all right. I mean, they, they were playing well. If you look look around the NFL, the Steelers, the Chiefs, and the Saints are the only teams that have played eight-game stretches as good as the one the Giants had. They all walked away with wins in all of those, those stretches. The Giants ended up splitting those games. Okay? And that's the difference between the Giants and everybody else. The, the, the Giants started the season off so poorly at 1-7 that, I mean, this has been almost insurmountable. To where, I mean, every loss is devastating. And back-to-back losses are exceptionally devastating. And your starting quarterback still being questionable is a huge problem. Colt McCoy's not good. We all know that. I mean, I think I said something like, if he threw for more than 175 yards, it's because the Giants lost. And he went for a paltry 221. And they lost. And didn't even score. I so I, I just I, I don't I don't I'd I'd love to get in your head and see what you're hopeful for. I just I can't imagine a scenario short of, and I hate to say this, but Lamar injuring himself on the first play of the game for the Giants to have a real chance to win this ball game. Oh, he no, needs to take another dump again. I'm telling you, I'm telling you what's gonna happen. They match up well. The look at the past couple games. The Ravens, they've had success when establishing the run. The Giants, even last week, even against the Browns, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt couldn't get it going. And they had to rely on Baker Mayfield to get it done. Final score? I understand that. But still, one of the best running good attacks in the NFL. Win. The Giants aren't that good yet. I don't and I don't believe playoffs should dictate the Giants season. The like you said, we started off terrible. The fact that we're even in this position is a blessing. We should be happy that we have something to enjoy and watch. But playoffs or not should not dictate how good or bad the Giants season was. No, I'm not going to accept that. This whole show we've talked about how great how, like, I'm happy that they're going up and they're moving in the right direction. I'm not going to accept that. This Giants team is still alive. This Giants team is still alive, and they can make the playoffs. They're going in the okay. right direction, but Chase. this could be. All right, Chase. Uh, so, bottom line is, and this game is a major factor because the Baltimore Ravens 
are playing for the playoffs. The Giants are doing the same thing. Giants is trying to win the division. They got to win the next two games. For the Ravens, they got a lot of pressure also because Miami's in front of them. And they need to win to secure a seventh spot. Because this season, the top seven per each conference are going to the playoffs. So right now, they're tied with Miami at number eight. And they need to win the next two games as well. So it's going to be tough. But you're right. Good teams find a way to win at the end. And the Giants are not there yet. However, if we maintain the Ravens to a low score game, control them in the first half, we have a chance to win. And that's a long shot. But I am... I'm going to take from you, Jace. Jace. They just, they just last mm -hmm. week put up 47 points on a team you just scored six points against. Absolutely. That's a big, big – you can't ignore that. <laughs> You're right. But but the, the Browns' defense does not stop the run like the Giants' defense. Apparently they do because they stopped us on four. Yeah, they were. I don't know what game, were you watching the game? They, they stopped us every time. Do you think Wayne Gallman is as good as Mark Ingram? And you think Colt McCoy is as good as Lamar Jackson running? We do ball? know that the Ravens execute better than the Giants right now. Yeah. No, but if it's if it's a forty-one point differential, Jace, then there's zero chance the Giants are winning. Is essentially what you just pointed out. No, he pointed out that there's more talent on the Ravens who they're going to be playing this week. <laughs> like, what are you saying to us? Yes, hey. we. You're, I, I'm not. Daniel Jones, by the way, Daniel Jones is starting this game. I just read it. Joe Judge says he's committed to Daniel Jones this week, next week, and forever. Let's so go. he's the starting quarterback forever, according to Joe Judge, as of right now. He's healthy. See what happens when you take Eli for granted? I, I'm buying game. all that Joe Judge is selling. I'm gonna I'm gonna be this crazy guy. I'm gonna be the the the, the Giants guy because there is still hope uh, until the final whistle blows of the final minute of the final second of the final quarter. I, I'm going to have faith, and I'm going to believe that the Giants can get a win. And, I mean, we talked about it with the Seahawks. A lot of people counted it out. But they match up well with this Ravens team. Jace, I agree with you. I like Judge just as much as you do. But do you realize two of his decisions this year has cost the Giants big? One being playing Daniel Jones against a, a team he should not have been playing against because he was not healthy against the Cardinals. And two – being as aggressive as he was last week for no apparent reason when you take the field goals and you got a one-point game at half. Do, do you realize his judgment calls has put the Giants in the hole that they're in? And do you realize that it's still Judge's first season as a head coach? Mm -hmm. You got to accept growing. If you accept players, rookies, to make mistakes, you got to accept the head coach as well. Joe's like, oh, my God, no. That's a, that's a great point. But you're Obviously. right. That's a great I'm point. right. I'm yeah. all right. I, what do you mean we have to accept it? What what does that even mean? I don't understand. I I'm not you following don't the logic here. What? Uh, I, yeah, not I, not I, exactly. I that that his, to that he wanted to be aggressive. You just have to understand. You have to understand where it's coming from. He's a he's a 38 year old still first time head coach. I, I he's going to have his growing pains. And even you know I agree Isaiah that last week it was questionable call, but I don't think it really you know I don't think that it changed the outcome of the game though. If that game is 12 or 13 at the half, that is a completely different way I, you play the, you play the second half. Yeah, you manage I, it completely different. But when you put them in the hole that you have them, now they're coming out throwing the ball, like Joe says, with a quarterback who isn't that good at throwing. I and agree. you don't have no, receivers I, for that. 
I agree. I agree. It changed the game plan for sure. It changed what the Giants had to do in the second half. But I don't. I don't think that the Giants had any chance of winning that game, even you know if they get those two field goals, because they were they weren't going to get it in the end zone. I, I mean, that's how they had to win the game is to punch it in the end zone. They obviously weren't getting that done. So I, I agree. I agree that he's had some mishaps, but like Ovi said, he's, gonna, he's a thirty-eight-year-old seven team. field goals to win that game. Yeah, it's that's. I mean, that's not going to happen. It, it would have been, you know, a, definitely a closer game. But um, I will know, take I, seven I think, field goals over loss. I'll give I, Graham Gano all the points. <laughs> I I, we care. still, we still would have lost either way. I, that's that's all I'm trying to say. All right, all right. I'm, I'm getting. I'm I like I like the energy deal, Jace. I, I do agree. Yeah, that. I mean, it's a week to week league, and you never know. Chase, if he benches a this is wait, the this is the most the shocking match. thing I've ever seen. Hector, yeah, Hector knows what he's talking about. All right, he said he kind of agrees with you. Calm down. He said kind of like you made hey. one or two decent points he agreed Hey, I'll give you good news. I'll give you good news so I can make you happy. You ready? Should the Giants defeat the Ravens and Miami wins, the Ravens are eliminated from the playoffs. Oh, so they're not going to be motivated at all or prepared, oh, yeah. according to Jace. Nope. <laughs> goes, I, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> the Giants the are going to be prepared and they're going to win bro, the game. Well, what does that mean the for the Ravens? basis for my argument for the Giants is they match up well with this Ravens. The Ravens offense. have been practicing the Ray Lewis dance all no. week, apparently. All right, I know if I, I'm just losing my brain no. right Ray now. Ray Lewis is going to be at the game. You'll see. They don't have judges' raw raw speech. That's what it is. He's gonna fire them up before the game, like Jay says, right? Because that works. All right, I would imagine. Guys, uh, keep talking I would imagine about that. John probably a raw raw guy. That that the giant that the run game that the Giants can stop the run game, and that's what's. Been, where's that? I'm Jay, saying they, they match can stop up well. the run game. We okay. already said that. All right, and, and, and the Ravens the run game. And the basis for the Ravens' running streak is their their win streak is their success running the football. None of you, you don't challenge that. But you know, Lamar Jackson touchdowns, right? It's it's not the extended play. Yeah, because they can set up the run. You know, he's also run for 800 yards, right, and seven more touchdowns. All right, who? Which quarterback has run on, on the Giants that much? Well, Baker yeah. did last week. Oh, mostly they just yeah. get in the pocket and pick the Giants apart. So I don't know. Is that what you prefer? Or and then when he, and then when he left the pocket, he did the same. He rolled out and did the same. He yeah, just hit, just hit right. Jarvis on the run. Uh, I'm just and, and, and another thing that got us also right in the now. game was the play action passes. It did it did kill us. It really did. One more point I want to bring up, and this goes back to something that Zay's totally wrong about the idea of a of a number one sort of a big stud receiver. There were two plays in the end zone that I think if it's any other team and any other receiver, it's pass interference. When it happens to the Giants, no flags ever come out. Because the Giants receivers don't have the respect of referees in the NFL. Plain and simple. That's why in, in 2020 NFL, you do need a big-time number one guy. He doesn't have to have 120 catches, and he won't for the Giants. But you need a guy who has respect in the league. Somebody like Plexico Burris did because, I, I mean, it, it, it's, 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 notably, it's notably absent. 
He wasn't a big name. He was. He just had a great physique. He was six right. five. <laughs> he was a great possession receiver, and anytime Eli needed to complete a pass, it went to Plexico's hands, and Plexico didn't drop him. Or Tumor. He had the height and the hands, oh, so he little, shot himself. I forget Tumor was there. <laughs> I love Imani Tumor. Again, you're talking hands. about – when I say – when I say well, – that's the kind of guys I'm talking about. Again, I'm not saying it's got to be Jerry Rice. It doesn't have to be like Randy Moss, but it's got to be somebody as reliable as the guys we're talking about, guys like – like Amani Toomer, who you knew when Amani Toomer got the ball thrown, he was going to catch it, and he was going to get a first down. He wasn't going to catch it and, and, and fall a yard short. That's what the Giants don't have. Also, a, a, a big receiver that can go one-on-one -on -one with a small corner and catch a ball over his head. Haven't had that in a long time. Metcalf, <clears throat> I said that. Nobody wanted him. He can't run routes, apparently, right? All right. Okay. With your last fast, yeah. And that tall, you don't need to run routes. Just jump over people. That works too. I'm with you. Bradbury. <laughs> but uh, let's move on to the CMG Sports game of the week. The Sunday night game. The Titans go to Lambeau Field and Green Bay to take on the Packers. Joe, who you, who's coming out victorious here? Oh, boy. Well, I'll tell you what. I hate the way Aaron Rodgers has been playing all season, I'll be honest. I think despite the, the usual MVP-type numbers, um, some doesn't feel right with me and Green Bay. Um, I love the Titans. I feel like this is the kind of year uh, where uh, the, the Titans are doing everything right. Again, when we talk about run-first teams, A.J. Brown's a pretty good one guy. Uh, when they need him and he comes up big week in and week out and don't sleep on Ryan Tannehill. We just start talking about best quarterbacks in football because the guys quietly put up a superior year to most. I think the Titans win this game. I think they do it obviously on the strength of another big Derrick Henry kind of day. So I'm going to take the Titans at Lambeau uh, in an upset. Sean. Yeah, I agree with Joe on this one. Um, I'm going to go with the Titans. I think that, you know, I think that they're going to get Derrick Henry going uh, often and early against a, a bad Packers uh, run defense. I think that they're going to take advantage of that. And then once they get the run game going, uh, like Joe said, they can get the play action going to A.J. Brown and Corey Davis, two uh, really good receivers. And Tannehill, ever since he's, you know, been entered into the starting lineup for the Titans, he's been absolutely balling out. He doesn't turn the ball over a lot. You know, he's mobile in the pocket, and, he, and he's got a really strong arm. So I, I like them a lot. Um, the Titans defense hasn't been great this year by any means, and they're definitely going to struggle with the Packers receivers and their passing game. But uh, I think it's going to be a really high-scoring game between the two. I think it's going to be a really exciting Sunday night game. But I'm going to take the Titans uh, by a score of 34 to 27. I like that score too, Sean. Sounds, sounds Hector good. stole my thunder on that one. He did. Hector stole that from me. <laughs> Because I was going to say the same thing, man. The Packers, they look suspect when they go against playoff content, uh, contenders. The Titans is fighting for first place in the AFC South. They're currently tied with Indianapolis. Uh, and then you got the Packers already clinched. They're still you know, playing for that uh, first-round bye week. Uh, but uh, if Henry could protect the ball and run, you know, because a couple of weeks ago he was fumbling. So hopefully he could secure that ball. And I got a feeling the Titans can't pull it away and, and 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 give Green Bay a loss. And besides, 
the Titans play better on the road than when they do at home. Zay? Well, all that is true. And you guys, almost, I had to check my notes to make sure I was going with my picks, though. You almost convinced me to change it. But now I'm going with the Packers in this one. Lambeau, December. I'm taking the Packers, and Aaron Rodgers has just been playing lights out lately. I I, I like the way he's been playing. I thought he wasn't going to come into the league this year and do nothing. They didn't do anything in the draft. They added another quarterback. I thought he was on his way out the door, and he's proved me wrong and everybody else wrong in the league. I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in this one. Yeah, of course Green Bay is going to do good. They've been playing teams that were they're below 500. Oh, of course God. they're going to play good. Oh, Come God. on, man. Be real. Come on. He's got one receiver, and he throws to him every play, and it works. Oh, bro. my God. Please stop. Come on. You don't have one receiver. And besides, it's going to be nice and warm in Green Bay. So what about Green Bay weather? Get it's out of here with that. Nice and warm. Listen, I, I, I agree with all you, but Zay, uh, I'm going Titans. I, I think we're gonna see a similar. Uh, Sorry, we're, we're gonna see a similar matchup to what we saw when the Packers faced the Niners in the uh, NFC Championship game last year. They're just gonna run the ball, pound the ball, eat up the clock, uh, control the game. It, Tannehill might have less than ten passing attempts. They'll be for big, big, big gains with AJ Brown. And uh, Corey Davis, but because uh, they are studs, but I, I do like Derek. Hey, he's just going to establish it. They're going to eat up the clock. They're going to keep. They're going to do what the Giants usually need to do to win. Keep this defense off the field because this defense is not that good for the Titans. And I expect Aaron Rodgers to light it up. But I think they will keep Aaron Rodgers off the field as long as they can with that Derrick Henry ground game, and he will eat, and the Titans will come out victorious. I know Ovi's got to go set up for all four downs. We will see you there. Uh, make sure you guys tune in right after this show for all four downs. So take care, Ovi. But now – means I'll be up one something? game. All right. Okay. I mean – I'll be up one game on you guys. Day. I mean, you, you, you got a lot of work to bring – Bring back. Look at those. Look at those win percentages. Smoking look at those win percentages. Now, 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 Joe. I believe it was you the other day that said sixty-three percent is an expert win percentage. Is that correct? Yeah, I think I did. I am an expert. You guys are not. I, I'm just about an expert. <laughs> uh, but you're not. About. But yeah, you're not. Yeah, yeah, Sonny yeah. wants to round up to the sixty-three mark and call it a day. That's yeah. That's what we're gonna do here. I let him have. I let him have. We're gonna round up. We're gonna call me an expert. All right, but I, I will say what we are not experts in, especially last week, is the best bets. Yeah. Starting off with myself. I mean, I at least had a push last week with the Colts. They only won by seven against the Texans. I thought the Texans were just gonna pack it up, move on to next season, but they showed a little bit of life. Kept it within. Kept it a one score game. But this week, I'm taking the Chargers, Justin Herbert, against the Broncos. I don't think the Broncos can go into L.A. and beat Justin Herbert and the Chargers. <laughs> you got to get rid of that line. You just got to throw nope, it away. No, nope, no. Nope. <laughs> Justin Herbert lights him up because he looked, he looked fantastic 
Thursday night against the Raiders. He's going to continue that and dismantle this Broncos defense. Hey, I, 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 I'll go out on a limb here. I will say the Chargers themselves will score over the forty-eight and a half. Now, that's Joe, crazy. Yeah, I got, I'm I got, crazy. I got this game in my head as 27-21. Uh oh. Okay. All right. And I'll flip out and you'll receive a call from me screaming at you, Joe, if that happens. He's just messing with you at that point. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe not. Joe is has been V1 with success this last week. He that's not like Joe. But uh yeah, Joe won with his Bills pick against the Broncos. And now this week, Joe, you're taking the Rams against the Seahawks? I'm going to take the Rams. Uh, they, they're going to come back, and they're going to beat the Seahawks after that humiliating loss to the Jets last week. Okay. I like that a lot. You So you saw the Jets as a look-ahead game? It was definitely a look-ahead game, and that's what happens when you have look-ahead games. Again, the team trying to lose, you actually made them win. Um, <laughs> if that's not motivation to get your act together after that humiliation, I think – Again, to me, it's just been that weird kind of year. Of course, they're going to go from losing to the Jets to beating the Seahawks. That's how it goes in 2020 NFL. All right. Now let's get to the cavalcade of losses that we had with the best bets. Starting off with you, Sean. Rough, rough. You took the over in the Packers-Panthers. It did not pay off. Mm -mm. But now you think the course? Um, 24 to – uh, I thought it hit like 43 points was the total. Ooh, yeah, awful. Yeah, yeah. Two uh, two good offenses that I, I expected more from. Um, but this week I'm gonna be going uh with the Colts plus one and a half or minus one and a half against the Steelers. Um, I think if you watch the Steelers the last three weeks, it uh, it's pretty easy bet. Um, I think that I compare the Steelers to the Patriots from last year. Um, they have an aging quarterback who's not that great. They started off with a really good start. The uh, Patriots started 9-0, Steelers started 11-0. They have a historical defense that really isn't that great. They've just been playing an easy schedule. So I think they're the same exact team. And the Patriots lost in the first round last year. So I think they're very similar teams. I think the same same thing is going to happen to the Steelers. They're going to continue to blow it down the stretch. And I think the Colts will win easily. The Steelers, um, as of the last three weeks, are one of the worst teams in football after starting 11-0. So that's my best bet of the week. All right, now, Zay, you went with the Bucks and Falcons under. It was a very high – it was a pretty high-scoring game. Obviously went over. By eight. Yeah. So Didn't now – That extra touchdown and two-point conversion. Yeah. What's up? Hold on. Let, let's 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 be honest. No one saw Atlanta coming out to a twenty-seven to zero lead. I don't think anyone saw that, and I damn sure didn't see the Bucks coming back from that neither. Or maybe I did. It was looked like the Super Bowl again. <laughs> That's right, what the these are the risks you take when you go against the books, and the books know better than us. And I learned the hard way. But this week, I'm taking the 49ers. I think giving them four and a half against the Cardinals is Going to be more than enough. I think the 49 has been playing excellent as of lately. I actually haven't been playing that bad considering what they have left. And just not a fan of the Cardinals. Not really a believer in them, really. But I you're think the Cardinals again. I mean, the Niners are starting CJ Beathard. And they, they also just signed Josh Rosen because of all their key wait, wait. 
and they just lost to the Cowboys. How are you going to say they're playing? Excellent? I missed that. I apologize. I must have missed that. <laughs> I must have missed that. Oh. All right, we'll put an asterisk next to this one. Yeah, go back on that one. Hold on. I want to see how plays out. Oh, whatever happens, there's still an asterisk. Hold on, hold on. Maybe I'll. All right, but while you figure that out, OV had a really bad beat picking the Eagles plus six. They ended up losing by seven. Now he's taking the Titans against the Packers. I mean, we, yeah, we oh, yeah. <laughs> four-fifths of us <laughs> uh, agreed with the Titans taking it. And then uh, Steve took the Bucks, didn't pay out. Closer game than people thought. He's doubling down on the Bucks against the Lions. I think that's a lot okay, more Steve. favorable. When then Trev. I got the Bucks as, winning this one by nine, so that's tough. Ooh. And then Trev, Mr. SpongeBob Square picks himself, who went and picked the Packers minus nine, minus eight and a half. That was an even worse beat than Ovi because they they won by eight points. So that's really, really rough My, uh, with the half point off. But now, I mean, he might face the same problems that Zay had with the Falcons because he's picking the Chiefs. Minus ten and a half. That's a big, big spread. So we will see. No, now. he what? won't have the same problem. He won't have the same problem. Only the Falcons could do what they did. They're blowing and twenty-seven points. Still the Falcons. I even know it's against the Chiefs. The Falcons. I got the have... Chiefs winning that one, 37-27. So I think he's in trouble. <laughs> Two weeks in a row off by a half a point. <laughs> but uh, let's get in to fantasy locks. Well, let's take a look at last week. I mean, uh, Ovi had the big winner with Jalen Hurts. Um, I, I'm showing Trev how easy it is when you pick the square picks. So I obviously had to go with Josh Allen. Get me in second place. I don't feel good about it. But it got me second place. Zay came in set. I mean, no, uh, Steve came in third. Kyler Murray. Then we got Travis Kelsey with Zay. Robert Woods with Joe, and then a tough bottom at the the battle for the bottom of the barrel. Austin Eckler edged you out, Sean over Trevor with Devontae Adams. But now let's get into this week. Starting off with you, Joe. Who's your fantasy lock? Um, I don't remember honestly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my bad. We did a whole thing about this earlier today. I'm sorry, I froze for a minute. I I did earlier see the graphic, and I thought, hey, I'm glad there's a picture of Mark Andrews. He's my fantasy lock this week. Uh, Yeah, I think Mark Andrews is going to have a big game against the New York Giants. Um, I think he's probably going to end up scoring a touchdown. Might be the only touchdown that the Ravens score, but I see him being uh, very productive. The Giants typically do get into trouble when they play against top uh, linebackers. I know the Giants definitely have a better secondary than in years past, but this is going to be the guy Lamar is going to look to get the ball to. Um, I think with Bradbury back, I feel like the receivers aren't going to really offer much in the way of help for Lamar. So I think it's just going to really highlight Mark Andrews. And like I said, there's at least a touchdown in it for him this week, maybe even two. I think Mark Andrews is definitely your fantasy lock of the week. 
All right, yeah. now Sean, you're going. You're staying with tight end as well. Yes, I'm going with the best tight end in the league and Travis Kelsey. Um, I've been terrible with the fantasy locks this year. Uh, it seems like every dude I pick only scores around ten points. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with the SpongeBob Square pick, as you say. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with Travis Kelsey to to try and uh, get in the leaderboard here and uh, try and try and win this one. So uh, yeah, Kelsey, I'm going with. And now Zay, you're picking. Uh, you're uh, riding off a little bit of what. Had Ovi's been picking the past couple of weeks. You're going with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, actually, um, now that I look at my notes where I messed up, I had my odds next to my fantasy lock. That's why I messed up. But um, Jalen Hurts is who I had, and he's been actually playing really well of late. And I think again, he <laughs> played really well. He's actually been the number one actually fantasy player, I believe, the last two weeks in a row. And I believe he's actually going to make it a third week in a row. So I'm going with Jalen Hurts this week, taking probably one of your SpongeBob Square picks, if you want to call it. Um. <laughs> No <laughs> hurts in this one. All right, and then uh, Ovi went with Patrick Mahomes. Steve went with Derrick Henry, and now we got our first fantasy locks bet between me and Mister SpongeBob Square Picks himself, Trevor Keys from Keys to the City. It's terrible. If I win with my pick, I, I have to wear an Ohio State shirt for all the shows I do during the week. That is. Hard hit wrestling show that is this, that is all four downs and throwing jabs. But if I win, he has to wear a Utah, the Utes back there, that banner. Oh, my camera's a little messed up. The Utah Utes shirt on his show. And Mr. SpongeBob Square Picks himself is copying me from last week, taking Josh Allen. But I raise him one. He, he takes a Mountain West quarterback. I take a Pac-12 in my boy, the one I've been telling you guys about all year, even last year, Justin Herbert, baby. Joe, I know last week you became a believer a little bit. In yeah, this look, he, uh, he definitely had a huge week. He definitely played really well. He's definitely um, – you know, they come off that 45 nothing game. They've had a couple of close games. They pulled out two wins. One of the things we talked about all year with this team was their inability to pull out games. So, for me, I think if you're a Chargers fan, you, you have to admit I was right. But they figured it out, and they've now started to win all these close games. They've got uh, the Broncos um, this coming week, and then they close things out with the Chiefs. So, uh, to me, I think if you're a Chargers fan, you got to be excited about that. You get a chance to watch your guy go up against Patty Mahomes in the last game of the season. Um, it'll it'll be I think it'll be fun for them to watch because I think that while the Chargers certainly aren't going to win that game, it'll be a lot more competitive than it would have been earlier in the year. And now that you've got your team playing a lot better, the defense was garbage earlier this year. They vastly improved. Who knows? I'm not saying they're going to beat the Chiefs, but I bet you they'll make that game real interesting. Yes, sir. Does Mahomes yes, play sir. the last game of the year? Maybe, and if he doesn't, then they definitely win it, and that's certainly a uh, feather in the cap. Yeah, you really sir, say that? Now, a before we sign cap? off. Yeah, I'm from like the 1800s, apparently. <laughs> All right, before we sign off, I, I need your guys' input on this bet between me and Trevor Keys. Who will do better in fantasy, Joe? Josh Allen or Justin Herbert this week? Josh Allen against the Pats or Justin Herbert against the Broncos? 
Herbert against the Broncos to me seems like the safer bet. Um, yeah, I think you're going to be all right, but I'll let you know. Trevor owes me a shirt wearing that's never happened. So, uh, we'll see if he pays up. Sean, Um, who's going to win? I'll I'll go with Herbert. Um, Broncos and Pats both have some pretty good secondaries, but uh, I I believe in Herbert. I've been saying all year that I think he's the rookie of the year. So, uh, I'll I'll go with uh, Joe's favorite, Justin Herbert. Say, am I going to pull out, come out victorious here? No, because you didn't take Jalen Hurts. But um, yeah, no, you <laughs> um, ooh, this is a tough one, honestly. Um, probably gonna say Josh Allen though. I feel like he's got the bigger game, like you said, it's the game of the week, and I feel like he, you know, he's gonna come out and perform like it's the game of the week. So he might be in trouble this week. All right, all right. But that is going to wrap up, John, about the G men. Before we say adieu. To you, this is brought to you by Clovercrest Media Group. Make sure you check out clovercrestmedia.com for this podcast, along with a plethora of other podcasts, not just sports, politics, uh, comedy, uh, cr- true crime podcast. Make sure you check it out at clovercrestmedia.com. And also, make sure you check out this show on a plethora of different podcast platforms. I know we just, we're on Amazon Music now, Stitcher, uh, anything, anywhere you can get podcasts, John about the G-Men is. And for myself, Joe Aguirre, Zay, Sean Scanlon, and Ovi Muniz, take care, have a Merry Christmas, and a happy holiday. Guys, happy, happy holidays. Holiday. Enjoy the happy games Festivus. this week. Yes, sir. <laughs> Festivus for the rest of us. Enjoy the games this week, and we will see you next week for more Giants football. Peace out. Overcrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys to the city. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know. I crossed up by Kobe. Well, floated Shaq. And then Shaq goes like this. And the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. Speaking of those Lakers. But I, but I, hold on, fun. But I didn't make my I didn't make my I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clover Crest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere.